I'm Bill Finn. You may remember me from other popular podcasts like This American Lice, Daycare Disasters, and The Crafty Brewtown Strangler, The Limited Edition Killer. Take it from me, a good podcast is like a fine wine, perfect for binging. It's season three of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. My name is Chris Beyer, as always with Jim Martin. Hello, everybody. Tonight, I'm bringing somebody on the show here that I think is going to be fun. Her name is Whitney Howard, and I know Whitney here, and she's told me some fun stories about how she ended up on reality TV, or kind of daytime reality TV a couple times, and they were kind of fun stories, so I thought it might be a fun podcast. Cool. Good evening, Whitney. Yeah. All right, Whitney. <laughs> hey, the, the first one I want to talk about here tonight, way back when you were on a show called Divorce Court, when did you do that? What year was that about? Ooh. 2011. Okay. I think that show is still on, isn't it? The Worst Court, yeah. Tell us how you came up with the idea to be on the show. Or were you contacted or you contacted them? You know, women go through periods in their life where they're like, hmm, should I bake a new casserole, try outrageous makeup? I'm all on Craigslist just trying to find shenanigans to get into, to kind of like, spruce up my life i just really did not have enough excitement at the moment and i found an ad saying if you had any situations that you like the judge to handle that you could be featured so nervously i applied and they reached out which i totally wasn't expecting it's like <laughs> you want something to happen but you don't really want it to happen because you don't know what to do right right, right. If my memory serves me, you were never actually married, right? Um, I actually did get married, like not for the show, but after that. To the guy that was in the show with you? Not the guy that was in the show. Oh, okay. Thank the Lord. <laughs> so get married just to go on the show then and get divorced at the same time. Oh no. Like okay. we went right. on the before the vow segment, which you, you only have to be engaged to participate in. Okay. It wasn't like, I want to find something to spruce up my life. Let me get married so I can get divorced on this cool show. It wasn't something like oh, that. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people could do it, I bet they would do it. Yeah, they would. Yes, definitely. I mean, especially people out, like, out in L.A. who are looking for acting gigs. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they would do that all just to get their face out there. Sure. Why Heck not? yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't your situation. No. Or was it, Whitney? Did you maybe go on the show to maybe get some airtime? Um, I probably did. Okay. That, it was nice. Like, you know, locals were like, I think I saw you on TV. <laughs> I'm like, ah, maybe. I don't know if that was me. Like, you know, you get to like toy with people a little bit. So now you had to convince, you had to convince the guy to go on the show with you. So how did that work? Uh, really for him, it was about the money. That's mm. all they had to present to him couple hundred dollars, hook, line, and sinker. He was there. <laughs> How much did they pay each, each for this? He got like 500 I got six. Okay. Now, was this in L.A. or New York? or where, where did It was it? in L.A. at okay. uh, Fox Studios, actually. Okay. 
Now, did were you moving out there or did you fly out there? Or how did that work? They fly you out. Okay. Actually, like you don't pay a dime to travel. I think you also said they gave you a limo and a nice hotel. Ooh, we had a couple of nice vehicles. Like when they picked me up, I kind of got like the celebrity experience because there was a chauffeur with a little old school, whatever kind of cap they have on. Sure. And he had my last name on a card. Oh, waiting for my bags. I'm like, nice. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to come back after that. <laughs> I can be extraordinary. <laughs> I'd be on a divorce show all the time. I mean, every week. Yeah. Now you know why celebrities freak out when they go back to normal because people don't care about them anymore. It's like, I'll get your own bags. Right. <laughs> How many days did they put you up in a hotel? Two, maybe? It was like an evening. Just one night. Just one night. Okay. So they, they wake you up and you, you go to the Fox Studios. and they, Yeah, they uh, wake you up. You're all prompt and primed, like, oh, okay, I'm going to the studios. I, I really got to, you know, do this now. You can't, there's no return after right. you're, like, in their car. They kind of, like, get you in there. They reel you in there with, like, the fancy cars and whatnot. Escalade came to pick us up. And we had breakfast. They went all through my breakfast. They set a standard procedure for them to go all through your things to make sure that you don't have anything that could hurt like the celebrities on the sets there oh really i've seen that in shows where people get physical on these shows and so they're just making sure you don't have a weapon to, on the set huh i guess so they yeah. do that to the celebrities as well but you they celebrities do a good job at painting their life being glamorous they will not tell you about the crappy portion yeah well nobody <laughs> needs to hear about that yeah right <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched many of these shows, but I've seen some of them occasionally, Jerry Springer and things like that. Did they coach you much as to what to say or what to emphasize or what to de-emphasize as far as when you got up there and started talking? Oh, yeah. So many F-bombs. I just recall, like, they cussed me out like I was in prison. Like, we don't care about that story. We want to hear other things. And I'm like, okay, but that's what really happened. You better make it exciting. And I'm like, oh. Uh, it's like you're being grilled in a police office, like, dang. Okay, so I can't say what really happened because that's really boring. And they promised not to pay me if I'm really boring. That's great. I had to, like, make things. I added things to things that happened. And then the, the guy that I was dating at the time, he told America that I bust his face with a controller, like I bust his nose, I chuck the joystick, like boop. So now I never yeah. realized the backlash you would get when you come back in town. It's like, oh, you're violent. You're busting people's noses with. I'm like, no, that's TV. It yeah. was exciting. That's not what I did. I mean, that's kind of a big deal if it, if it wasn't true. Like, <laughs> I chucked the joystick at him, but it hit his chest. Okay. And he got offended and jumped and bull charged at me. That uh -huh. was the actual story, but they didn't want to hear that. Uh -huh. They wanted him to say that I injured him. So it mm -hmm. could seem like I was like this angry person. Mm -hmm. It's like you fall into these roles that they paint for you. And at some point you become confused what actually did happen. <laughs> so, so did they have an idea who they wanted to win and who they wanted to lose? Like, were they trying to paint you as the bad guy? And, and she's yeah, the, they were. They know. were egging us on in both mm -hmm. rooms. I came to figure out. They would come to my room together and be like, 
he said you were controlling and that you abused him. I'm like, I'm domestically violent. I need to see Dr. Phil. No. Right. <laughs> no. I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. They try to convince you that the person in the other room is saying things about you so that you'll turn up your uh, your side of the story. Like, oh, well, they said that. Well, then sure. I got something to say about him. Mm -hmm. And I went into all kind of stuff. Like, he was overweight. I just, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything I could think of. Then they go and back you, and say, "You, would you even believe what she's saying about you? She yeah, said, you're a big fatty, and you did this, <laughs> and you did that. What? <laughs> you kind of sensed that they were doing this, but they were able to convince you to get angry. I didn't want to lose that six hundred dollar check. I went all the way. Let's go hard to go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of crazy that they'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? We'll fly out here." I mean, you know, they know your story already. You told them the story, right? Yeah, so like, the story was interesting, but they want they they wait till they get you in front of them and threaten mm -hmm. your pay. Mm -hmm. Like now you got to turn it up a level for us. You're mm -hmm. here. Sure. Was it? I mean, was it truly intimidating? Did they really get in your face and really intimidate yeah. you? They found the most urban producer they had on staff that day to come and cuss us out. So hmm. yes. Do you think they tried to play into stereotypes? They probably did, you know, because I think that's what's, what sells big on, like, networks like that. People want to see, oh, no, she didn't. And, mm -hmm. like, they want to see you crazy. They want to see – they don't want to see peaceful people in love. America wants to see people that are worse off than them so they can be like, ooh, I'm a great person. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right, you know, right. I think we all buy into those characters. Like, ooh, I'm better than them. Did, did you have to, ever have to jump up and point at anybody and say, you don't know me? Because I see that a lot. Too. You don't know me. You don't. Know me. <laughs> on this other show that I was on, Bill Cunningham, I did that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. Did you feel afterwards any anger at how they got you to, to betray your true self? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the game, I guess. <clears throat> I was yeah, more excited that I had got through it and I didn't fail. It was like an achievement for me. I was on the camera and I lasted, like I did it. All right. Did you kind of fall into the, the role where like you became an actress and you were trying to be a good actress? Yeah, it's nerve wracking, I'm not gonna lie to you because a lot of people don't know, when you look down at the podium, they have a little screen in that podium. So when people are looking <laughs> down, the podium is right there with a little message, like right there and it's telling you, Shut up saying that about that. Talk about this and that. They continue the coaching on the little screen on the podium. Oh, okay. I wonder if they really would have not paid you. There, there probably had to be some clause that they, that they flew you out there that they probably still have to pay you, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I wasn't trying to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went shopping. They gave us $75 just to, like... Whatever. Per diem, you know, just to eat lunch and eat dinner and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I had some Brazilian lasagna and plantains. Oh, there you go. Did the show affect that relationship that you were in at the time? Um, no. We went back to the same house. I think the, the sad part is that 
we were arguing so much. That was just like, to have it on TV really didn't matter. Hmm. Uh, his mother was not happy about it at all. Like, we literally got calls and text messages, and she was just like, you should not go on there airing out your dirty laundry. All hmm. my friends are calling me. What did you do? And I get it. But for me, I was building a portfolio of appearances. That's what I had in mind at the time. I was going to really get into the the uh, reality TV world. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, we kind of hinted at this in the opening that in the next half of this interview, we're going to talk about the next time that you're on a reality TV show. But when you went on this first one, you liked it and you were enthusiastic about doing it again? Right. Because yeah. it was like once I got through that, I was like, okay, I could do this. True. I know how to amp myself up now for the cameras, the bright lights. And then what you see on your TV at home is not what the set looks like. It's only like a partial thing. It's not as intimidating. The cameras are really bright, so it's hot. And then you have to remember what you're going to say. That's the worst part, knowing what you're going to say. Right, right. Did they do a lot of editing after the show, did you notice? So not as much during like the back and forth. They kept that, like, mostly raw footage, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but afterward, after we left out and they followed us down the aisle, out to the hallway, a lot of that got chopped off. Oh, okay. Because you have to keep going, going on and on in the hallway. It's like, pitch an argument, and it better keep going. Right. So did you go talk to, like, like a reporter, like Doug Llewellyn used to be on People's Court. You remember that? Have a yeah. I forgot what I said. Yeah. Well, you're probably all amped up. You probably don't remember. You're in a right. bit of rage at that point. Even though you knew that you had been coached and he had been coached, at the moment, did you find yourself getting caught up in it and getting more emotional despite the fact you knew that this was a play almost? Yeah, I did because he said something on the show that I really didn't want on the show. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it just made it sound so terrible. At the time, I was getting money from this other guy. It was a bad idea, but the guy that I was with was not a big provider. So I, you know, helped this other guy like just miscellaneous tasks. It was nothing that I couldn't talk about on TV. It's just the fact that now you're trying to make it seem like I'm just out here getting money from dudes. Can you explain to America how and why I'm getting money from dudes? Yeah, yeah. he just made it seem like I was a terrible girlfriend. I was like violent and just out here. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. Was there anything that you said later that you thought maybe you shouldn't have said? Um... Yeah, I was trying to be, he had hurt my feelings. So I told the judge, I said, he was completely too big. When we were interacting or like even dancing around or jumping around, his chest was bouncing around. I said, you all jiggly and wiggly and just nothing's firm in that place. (laughs) I probably said it way worse than that, but he shouldn't have went there. And that's what they wanted, obviously, right? Is to get you guys both all riled up. So you're saying stuff that like, I can't believe you said, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. That makes TV, right? So there's a preview still on YouTube. If you ever have the time, it's called A Ring Don't Mean a Thing Divorce Court. You'll see a snippet. Oh, okay. All right. 
See, I like her for who she is, her personality. I know at times we get a little crazy and stuff, but if I'm planning on spending the rest of my life with you, I want to be married to you, of course I'm going to deal with everything you put me through. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just love right there. Okay, I told you he was a liar. Okay, too. She's not buying that story. Anyway. <laughs> She's the judge who gives rules on the law and life. She's intense with common sense. She's Judge Lynn Toller. On Divorce Court, where real couples deal with real life. Since and Whitney started their romance two and a half years ago, they have done everything backwards. Whitney gave birth to a beautiful baby boy before popped the question. But now that she does have a ring, they are questioning if getting married is the right thing to do. He was writing his ex-girlfriend telling her that he still loved her, okay? We was playing a game one day. She got mad because I'm giving out directions. She chucked the joystick at my nose and busted. They may have done the whole thing in reverse, but now it's time to set things right today on Divorce Court Before Your Vows. Was was he, you know, going back to, you know, getting him on the show, was he excited to go on the show or did you have to kind of drag him or talk him into it? Um, he was pretty excited to be, he likes attention. So we kind of like, we shopped beforehand and get clothes to go. And he was just like flexing like, ooh, LA women, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LA women, he's with you. He's got to concentrate on you. Man, tell me about it. That's the whole case in point. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the show and you guys are arguing. So, but what did they decide for you? I mean, what was there a verdict of some kind or what, what, what happened there? Um, shoot took it upon herself to grab a marriage license. And I never know to this day if it was real or not. <laughs> I looked at it and I'm like, were we about to be married if everything was okay? She tore it up. She said, I don't want you people to get married. <laughs> and if you don't learn anything else from me, remember birth control. I said, ooh, wow. Dutch. Lynn, you ain't even got to do that like that. <laughs> <laughs> so is the idea of divorce court, is it um, should you stay together or should you get, should you split up? Is that, is that what? Well, actually, what she said earlier is that they had a special episodes that were called before the vows. Yeah. She recommended that we break up because there was well, that, too much yeah. going on in the middle. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Should, should you stay together and go get married or should you split up and forget right. the whole thing? Yeah. 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 Okay. Did her opinion mean anything to you, or did you already know the answer? I knew, but like a stupid head, I stayed around another year. Yeah. <laughs> Happens to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you like, I could do one more Thanksgiving turkey. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how long was it from the time you shot it to it was aired? Ooh. So I'm thinking it was recorded in May and aired in November. Were you really stressed out in that period of time, wondering what you were going to look like? About, like, they did my hair and makeup for the show. That's what you mean? Like, they had real stylists. No, what I mean is is oh. not look like in, in terms of your oh. appearance, but in terms of how you came off. Yeah, because there were people arguing with me when I got back to town thinking that I was abusing him. 
and that played in his favor. Sure. Like, don't be talking to him like that. I'm like, wait, what? I'm not abusing him. <laughs> so how long did you guys, oh, you said you stayed uh, together, what, another year after the show then, was it? Is that is that how long? Uh, I want to say, yeah. Okay. It was it was almost another year. Okay, but so you were together when the show actually aired, though? Yeah. So, okay, okay, gotcha. You know, at that time, did you guys have fun, you know, looking back on it, or did it watching it together make things worse? Uh, we couldn't even watch the episode because when it, it was, when it aired, people were calling. Like, is this you? I'm looking at the TV. I think this is you. This person looked like you. Like, it was just calls back to back to back. I was on the phone, so I didn't even get to watch it, really. They never sent me a copy of it. That's what disturbed me a little bit. Hmm. Like, can I get a copy of it? That's a little weird. Did they use your real name on the show? They did. Hmm. Okay. Obviously, you liked it enough to do it again. And so it didn't turn you off to, to do it. You, you kind of liked the experience overall. Yeah, it was nice to do something out of the norm. That's the first time that I went to L.A. It just, it changes life for you, I feel like, when you get to do something like that. Get your wheels turned on, like, what else can I do? Like, mm -hmm. Did the production company treat you as nice when the show was over as they did prior to the show? I want to say there's 30 minutes where you still matter. And then it's like, well, what chicken butt, get out of here. <laughs> they throw, throw you in a yellow cab, right? Forget the limo. They throw you in a taxi. Like, get out of here. Go ahead. We um we got to ride back in a Lincoln Town Car Executive. There was champagne in the back. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take a little bit of a break. We'll wrap up this half, and we'll come back and talk about how you went back on the show after your first experience. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Talk Very to good. you. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the conclusion of our interview with daytime TV show participant, Whitney Howard. Whitney Howard.